creep. You ain't gotta be as long as her. She's my sister. She's my sister. And some of us in here, we just. I get a little emotional, but that's okay. Okay. I think he gave me a rose. Because he's showing me these open doors for me. Fellowship with my sisters. I never had this before. And he enables me to be here with you. Even though the enemy was trying to say, no, you don't need to go getting in my way. But I think my sister Joyce for giving me the invitation. He's showing me there's more.
reminded me this morning as I was pressing to get here, you know, I've been pouring out and pouring out. He says, those that you refresh, he will refresh me. And this road has refreshed me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. God gave me this role to let me know. Continue to trust me. Everything will be okay. Amen. God gave me this role. I look at it and you have to stop. Because sometimes we don't stop and notice the beauty of anything around us. Yes. We have to stop and just look at what he made. Look at how great he is. And he chose me. Amen. 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 Okay, God gave me this promise to welcome me into the family of God. We're going all the way to the back, starting with the gentleman. And so we just give God a hand. We got men now. Wonderful, but we we are not kings, and kings do some things that we cannot do. So I honor you, men of God, for being in the house, and you bring a such element to us as women, and I and I do honor you. I have my own husband, and I honor him too. Amen. 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 God gave me the words because of His light in me, and I pray He gave me the courage and the strength to keep the light in me. Amen. God gave me the rose because he said that he's in control. And he said, you don't have to worry because I got it. Amen. He said, just rest in me. You just rest in me. Amen. 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 
four. Life, 
but write your prayer request on the post-it note and hold on to it for now, please.
we've all written prayer requests on the post-it note. Some of you have them. Some of you, of you have passed them already. So for those of you that still have them, hold on to them for a moment. Look at what you have written on it. And when you're ready to really give it to the Lord, hold it up so I can take it and put it there on the praying hands. And for those that are already up there, symbolically, give it up. Don't hold on to it anymore. So take the moment that you need. I'm going to come around. Testimonials. 
proof of the power of prayer. So we're going to call Sister Catherine Crockett. I went to my car and I had another cry. 
But then the Holy Spirit said, why are you crying like this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a Savior. Mm -hmm. What you say? I will take you and take care of you. Hallelujah. Oh, you got a Savior. And at that, I had to say to him, I said, God, I'm going to get this up to you. I don't know what to do with yes, it. Yes. I say, but if, if it's your will, mm -hmm. give me the strength yes. to go through this. Yes, yes, yes. And I start crying. You know how kids do when they cry and they go, I did that. And I went on and got my nails picked up. And when I got home, that's when the praying attack came. I had to fall on my knees. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had to ask him, please, whatever it is, give me the strength to go through it. Yes, yes. Well, the positive thing about my diagnosis was that they caught it very early. Very early. They couldn't even stage it. They call it a pre-cancer. No stage one, two, or three, or four. A pre-cancer. I said, okay. I had my surgery October the 2nd, 2002. Everything went well. They got all of the cancer. And I had an option if I wanted treatment or not. They suggested to me, because of my family history, you see, my mom died of breast cancer at the age of 55, mm. to uh, go ahead and do radiation, I say. Okay, I did eight weeks of radiation, and then after that, I did five years of tamoxifen. I'm here to say, October the 2nd, 2002, until now, 16 years and 59 days.
Charlotte asked me to do a testimony, she asked it in this way. She wanted to know how has prayer changed my life through this power-filled Bible study. I said, this is easy. <laughs> and she said, she knows I'm a talker. So she said, Mary, could you limit it to half a page? And then I looked at her and she said, one page? I said, okay, I'll be obedient. How has prayer changed my life through this power-filled Bible study? In a way that far reaches even my imagination. It has propelled and prepared me for eternal life in the fullness of God's promises. The love that our Father lavishes upon his children is unconceivable even to me. I'm so grateful for this undeserved gift called grace. The undeserved forgiveness, kindness, and mercy that he shows to his children when we don't deserve it. And because of his great love, what I've continued to learn through this Bible study, I have pray, I pray with much more zeal and confidence in knowing my prayer will be heard. I've developed a great appreciation for prayer and the power and impact that it has not only on my life, but others that I pray for as well. Through this Bible study, I have developed a bond with my sisters in Christ who are as transparent as I am and are not afraid to witness in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and not forsaking any of his benefits. Come on, man. I'm also grateful that Jesus said, it is not that I have chosen you, but it is he who has chosen me. Mm -hmm. Through this Bible study, it has given me a better appreciation of what that means and what that looks like when you develop the mind of Christ. Come on. I know our Father in heaven takes great pleasure in the actions that we put forth in keeping true to the vine as we have been drawn by his words. Mm -hmm. Jesus said he must go on growing in him. I'm sorry. Jesus said we must go on growing in him and he will grow in us. Yes, yes, yes. He delights in the praises and the worship of his people. Yes. Because of my relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord, he is my first responder, my redeemer, my refuge where I seek shelter and rest. He is and I want y'all to hear me. He is and forever more than enough. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. 
years ago when I was in high school, I want to say, I think it all started out freshman year for me. I had had some encounters with the Lord, but I didn't really like know who he was at that time, and I was finding out myself and who I was, um, and I was realizing fitting in like wasn't working out for me. Um, it was a little hard, but after a while, you kind of get used to the state that you're used to being in, so it became my normal, and I learned how to function in it, and so I thought everything was fine, but I would pray, but nobody would know I would do it, if that makes sense, it would just be on my time um, with the Lord, but I didn't really know who he was, and so I kept asking him, you know, to show me who he was in my life, because sometimes you see people go through stuff, but then you're wondering when your experience is going to happen, and so... I would hear everyone else's testimonies and what they have gone through, but I wondered when I was going to get my own. And so I kept praying, and um, I, I kept getting used to just how things were at the time in high school. You just go through the motions, and everyone with different religions, it kind of pulls on you. And, and so I just went with the brain, but I there are some things I knew I just couldn't do and some things that I could do. And so I guess as my identity was starting to form, I was starting to come into my own, if that makes sense. And so I want to say through freshman year, I was meeting new people like, oh, I don't like you. Oh, okay, I can, I, I, I can handle being around you. So that kind of thing. And um, so sophomore year came, and it seems like that was kind of the year where it all started. People were like, you know, if you don't join Christ, if you join, you know, the devil, you know, this is what can happen, like a bargaining chip by tool. Mm -hmm. But that didn't feel right, you know, and I didn't even really know him at the time, God at the time, but I was like, oh, the scary movies where, you know, things don't work out at the end. So I, I knew that wasn't going to be my path. And so I kind of just, I, I started even though I was isolated from people, I didn't know why. Mm. And so I kept praying and praying and praying. And it wasn't until junior year where I met this one person and I was like, okay. I just, I didn't know what it was. You could be in a room with somebody and never meet, and never have met them in your life, but you just don't, just like there's something stopping you from even talking to them. It's like you don't know why you dislike them. You just know it won't work out. And so it became apparent when she would start saying, this is who I serve, but it was the person who I was never willing to serve. And so she kept trying to pull on me, and I kept distancing myself from her. And it wasn't until the summer where... You know, I, I felt okay, everything was fine. Went into senior year, like, it's going to be my last year. I'm done with high school, goodbye, good riddance. Then I started to get sick. Like, I couldn't eat or keep down my food. And it just, I started losing weight. And so I didn't think much of it. Everyone else was like, oh, I have this virus from eating a pizza here at the school. And I was like, there you go. 
you eat lunch here. It's that, that's it. Um, I didn't say anything to my parents because I thought it was a virus, it's gonna pass. But after a while, um, it just, it, it became so much, I became nauseous in class and couldn't think straight. And I remember when I went to the nurse, she was like, oh, you can go back. I said, I can't. I can't go back to class. I called my mom. She came and picked me up. I told her what was going on. And she said, well, why didn't you say anything? I said, because I didn't think anything of it. Um, and so after that, went to the doctor. They couldn't find anything. And then they said, well, your labs are all kind of crazy. Let's do some more testing. And, you know, and I still... I, like, I knew of the Lord, but I didn't really know what he could do for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until um, I got really <coughs> sick to where I called on him even more, but with a sense of urgency yeah. as to find out what was going on, yeah. why my normal wasn't normal. Um, I just, I didn't understand what was going on. And so it was around October, like the end of October, where this all took place in senior year for me. And I remember telling my mom, like, you know, and my dad too, like, I, I don't really want to go to Halloween. You know, we have trick-or-treating in our, you know, neighborhood. I just, I just don't feel like doing it this year. There's no connection. But since my sister was really little, you want to make memories, just do as much in the community as you can. I went out, went trick-or-treating, and it wasn't until I went to sleep that following night where I just had a dream, I was like in a classroom and everything was slanted. And everyone is like taking the ramp and stairs, but I never took the ramp or stairs. I always walked in and went to my seat. And so they said, just take the ramp or stairs, it's easier. And so I struggled to get up. And then the professor came in and said, okay, class dismissed. And I was so upset in the dream he did that. Like I just struggled to get up here. Mm -hmm. And so I rolled down, and everyone's still enjoying their ramp, going outside. I get outside, I see my mom, she doesn't talk, she's here. Hands me some ice cream, I eat it. I haven't had that ice cream since fourth grade. Um, then she's with a bunch of other women who are supposed to be praying, and this one woman says, I want someone else to pray for me. So we walk off the green grass, and I was like, this road is rocky, like it hurts to walk on it. Why are we leaving? There's a fence, there's a trailer. That person doesn't want to be bothered, obviously. Why are we going there to them? Went and I saw a witch's room going up and down and it took off in the <laughs> east direction. And so I was like, something's not right. I kept pulling my mom in a dream, like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not really knowing, like, the significance of it, that that really wasn't my mom, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it was the Lord showing me that he was delivering me because in the dream I got home in my house. And I said, you know, I don't know who all these people are. I don't even know why they're here. And my dad reached out his hand and said, come on, let's go. And we went into their bedroom, but and it wasn't their bedroom. It was like in a forest. And we were praying, and it was at night. And he had on like a prayer shawl. And then he put one on me, and so we were praying. And then the enemy came and was upset, but couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I woke up, and I didn't know my mom had asked other people to pray for me what was going on. It wasn't until, you know, her friend's um, granddaughter... I guess told her what was going on, what the Lord revealed to her, and it kind of correlated to my dream that I had that night, that we realized what was going on, and I was super sick, tired, 
had to have Holy Communion, the whole thing. And mm. I mean, I was just dry heaving and just throwing up, and the Lord delivered me from my situation. And so after that, I was like, this is the Lord. Mm. And I started learning the importance of midnight prayer, not just going to bed, but closing out your day and then getting up until wake it, you know, start start your day. And so I started learning how to walk up and down the floors with my mom and, you know, get into the Bible and not just pray on the surface, but to go in. And that is my testimony. And so now I'm much stronger in the Lord. And so when I went back to school, um, the in the dream I had, it was another one. She said, how did you get out? And we fought. And when I fell in the dream on the floor, I woke up. I could feel her arm on my arm. So I saw her in school, and she just looked at me. And kids had already, by that year, chosen which side they were going to be on. And I had obviously chosen mine. And so... It was a little hard to finish out the school year, but I knew I was going to finish my school year no matter what. And so the kids were always like, oh, you're quiet, but you chose. I said, yes, just because I'm quiet doesn't always mean that I don't know. Sometimes you just have to learn how to sit and listen. And so... I thank God for hearing my prayers, but also keeping me yes. and building me up and strengthening me. And even now in my life, like I know who He is. So sometimes when I hear people who try to persuade other people to not join the Lord, I just have to speak up sometimes because you really don't know. But on the other side, you don't want to know. Like I've had a dream where I've you know, I've, I've, it, it's, it was hot. It was like New York City at night, you know, trash cans burning. And I saw my mom's white van, and I was like, oh, thank God, get me in here. Somebody was chasing me, and she said, you don't want to be here, do you? I said, oh, no. No, I don't. And so when people join, you know, now I know, like, don't just sometimes keep your testimonies to yourself. Sometimes it's good to share. Yes. And so when I read your testimony, I could really relate when you said, it was the year 2003 when I became ill. I was hospitalized for three months. Afterwards, I was placed in the ICU for two weeks. During my hospitalization, I lost 75 pounds. And my normal weight was 150. I could not walk, talk, eat, or read for myself. But thanks be to God for the prayers of the saints. One sister in Christ came to me to remind me that by his stripes, I am healed. Yes. Corporate and personal prayers of family, friends, and saints of God got me through that most difficult time. Heaven was even bombarded with the, dream, with the prayers of a former student who prayed for his Miss Wilson, his favorite teacher. When I could not speak or read, I repeated scriptures in my mind through memory of scriptures I had hid in my heart. I had sung songs, hymns. Like, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Shackled by a heavy burden, pass me not, my gentle Savior. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Some of my favorite your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms chapter 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalms chapter 41, verse 3. The Lord will sustain him upon his sickbed in his illness. 
you restore him to health. Psalms chapter 46, verses 1 through 4. God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake in their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, and the holy place where the Most High dwells. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so I just want to tell you that when I read your testimony, I could relate. And just by reading it, it inspired me to give my own. And for that, I thank you. Thank you for sharing. And this was the testimony of Veronica Maxwell in the Bronx, New York. So she's been on a prayer line with Dr. James for, for a while now, so she said her testimony. Thank you for reading it, thank you for sharing yours. And last we will have Miss P. Shepherd. Good morning. Good morning. I'm reading the testimony of Violet Morris, Morris from Ontario, Canada. My testimony. I work with this elderly couple and he always pays me with checks. After, and after receiving the check, I did not know where I placed it. I was ashamed to tell him I lost it, so I kept quiet. <coughs> One morning I prayed, Lord, please help me find this check. I went into the bedroom and decided to dust, in, and in the midst of dusting, I pushed my hand between the mattress and the footboard. Don't know why, no reason there. I found the envelope with the check, and it could have stayed in the footboard another 10 years. <laughs> because it's the footboard with a large top that you can lay things on. No reason to put my hand there, only God. He directs our steps. We've all heard the power of prayer and all those testimonies. Well, I don't have the time to tell you all the testimonies I have. I brought a book of the past two years. So it includes two jobs that were offered to me that I didn't apply for. One was from a complete stranger. It includes a $15,000 scholarship that I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get. And the list goes on. So if you want to read it later, feel free. And so now we will have a special selection by Sister Glenda. I'm just doing a 
share what God has put in my heart. Amen. My sister, when I walked through, she said, I just hear your voice. And she said, would you do it? And so I, I said, I would be obedient. I was telling Dr. James that um, this morning when I went to work, I told my supervisor, I said, uh, I need to leave by 9 o'clock. And, uh, you know, they were fiddling around. And I said, my stomach hurt. I mean, I had to go, right? But my stomach was hurting because I was hungry. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm here. Um, listening to the testimonies, it has truly been a blessing to me. Uh, my sister in the back, I'm a survivor. Um, and I just thank God because I had thyroid cancer. I only have 25% of my thyroid. Mm. And uh, after the surgery, I couldn't talk at all. Mm. But uh, oh I, like I said, I'm not a speaker. And can you take the mic from me? I could just do it without the mic. Sometimes life seems like words and music that can't quite become a song. So we cry inside and we try again and wonder what could be wrong. But when we turn to the Lord at the end of ourselves, yes. as we As it's always been, we never need more. It's not in trying, it's in trusting. It's not in running, it's in resting. It's not in wandering, but in praying that we find.
now we're to our prayer points. And I'm going to ask Miss Taylor Pierre. Oh, pardon, pardon, I skipped something. <laughs> we are we are to the word, thank you. By Miss Joyce Williams. Integrity. Discipline. Discipline. That's what I'm looking for. All right. 
Now, I have so many different things because I was just writing stuff here and there. It's not mm. something that I do on a consistent basis, so I have different little things on different pieces of paper. <laughs> However, uh, the character of a good soldier, somebody said discipline, it's obedience, strategic, they're structured, they're consistent, they're focused, they're intentional, and they're determined. And she said, well, why on earth would she ask that question? Because you know what? Well, like I said, we need to get back to the basics. Mm. Mm -hmm. We got social media, we got Facebook, Twitter, and all this other stuff. And he said, I just need you all to read the word. Amen. Apply the word. Mm. And walk according to my word. Stand on my word. He said, you all have gotten so fancy, you've forgotten all about me. Mm. And that scares me because of what we can see now in the physical. All the natural disasters, all the violence, all mm -hmm. the gun violence, all those things is because we are not on our spot. Mm -hmm. We're not where God has called us to be. We're not the soldiers that he needs us to be. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm truly sorry, but we can do better. Yeah. So the scripture reference that I want to use is Ephesians, and I know you guys know it well. 6 verses 13 through 17. And it's amazing how we know scripture but don't do it. Isn't that something? Come on. Isn't that something? So it's real important that we first one understand who we are in Him. We have assured success when we apply the Word of God, the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will get results every time. Every time. And we keep forgetting that. But we've been in church a hundred years. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? So let's look at Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. And the reason I chose the military because there's always, in they have basic training, you know. Some of them train for eight weeks. Some train for ten weeks. Some train for twelve but the thing it is, they're performing and getting ready to do a specific job. Mm -hmm. The Navy's boot camp is eight weeks. The Army is ten weeks. Air Force, eight weeks. Marines, 13 weeks. Yeah. As believers, mm -hmm. once you say, I accept the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. training begins. Mm -hmm. It really begins. And what we have to understand is that in order for us to have the power come on, come on, that we need, we have to first understand who we are in Him. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not that weak little person I used to be when I first started out because what? I have been reading the Word. I study the Word. Yes. I stand on the Word. Doesn't matter what situations look like, I trust God. Uh -huh. So it's real important that we understand what God is calling us to do. So Ephesians 3.13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, uh -huh. having put on the breastplate of righteousness, mm -hmm. having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, uh -huh. above all, taking the shield of faith, 
with you, which is able you to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Uh -huh. Take the helmet of salvation and the swords of God. Amen. Amen. The word occupy in military terms means to hold possession, control, or conquer troops and territory. Many mm -hmm. in it. As believers, we have got to believe that God is who He is. Mm -hmm. He is our way maker, our refuge, our yes. strong tower, yes. our chief cornerstone, our life, yes. our way, our truth, the door. Hallelujah. Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. All that and then some, y'all. Mm -hmm. And what I need you to understand is when we trust him, doesn't matter what the situation looks Come on, like. Come on. Because the devil was defeated at Calvary. Yeah. We have the victory, y'all. Yeah. We've got the victory. Right. Now what we have to do is reset our thinking and stop living in the past about what it was I did. Oh, he's already forgiven you for that. So we need to forgive ourselves of whatever it is that has gone on because God has work for us to do as soldiers in his army. Mm -hmm. And we are soldiers in his army. The thing that's most important is don't ever neglect your arm. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Don't ever neglect your armor. Uh -huh. Because when you put the armor on and as you prepare to go out, the enemy doesn't know who's in the armor. In the armor, if you start speaking the word of God, he'll begin to back up. Right? But if you don't know the word of God, he's going to continue to advance. So it's real important that we understand who we are in Him. Yes. People who are ready for the Lord's return are those who are not hypocritical, uh -oh. but ready to witness uh -huh. at any given time. Come on now. They're not fearful. Hallelujah. Again, mm -hmm. they're ready to witness. Mm -hmm. They're not worried, but they're trusting. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're not greedy, but they're generous. Uh -huh. They're not lazy. But they're diligent. Yes. Yes. So we need to do a moral inventory of our own self because I can only deal and work on me. That's right. You know? And start looking at, Lord, what it is that you would have for me to do? How would you have me to operate? Because I do want to be a part of this army. Amen. So now what I want to do at this point, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alive, so I want to share this point with you. It says, I am a soldier, by Dr. Cindy Coates. I am a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, power, and the word of God are weapons of warfare. Mm -hmm. I have been taught by experience, tried by adversity, mm. and tested by fire. Mm. I am a volunteer in this army. But I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier, I'm not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, or pumped up. 
Pick up or kept up. I am a soldier. All right. No one has to call me, remind me, visit me, entice me, allure me. I am a soldier. I'm not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king. Come on. Obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I cannot be discouraged enough to cause me to quit. I just want you all to think, that's all. Mm -hmm. that's good. When Jesus called me into the army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out even. I will win. <laughs> my God shall supply all of my needs. I am more than a conqueror. Yes. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. Uh -huh. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Government cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier in the army. I'm marching claiming victory. I will not give up. Will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Here I stand. Will you stand with me? My question to you, what, uh, how, what's your status? Now active duty is one that's serving the Lord faithfully daily on duty 24-7-365. Is that you? Reserve status Serving only when called upon twice a year. <laughs> Guard status. Backing up the active duty group. Or are you A-W-O-L? Absent without the Lord. Don't forget, the most important, most important in life is God. Most beautiful attire is a smile. Greatest asset is faith. Most powerful force is love. And the greatest weapon is prayer.
Let's take a deep breath. My God. Breathe in. Breathe out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you bless over each and every school, that you protect each and every school in the name of Jesus, that you stop this violence in Jesus' name at the source. I ask that you stop every demon in hell in the name of Jesus, that you come over these schools, that no one will be harmed in Jesus' name. Not one student, not one teacher, not one family will be one bit of pain after all of this abuse in the name of Jesus I ask that you bless over each and every family that's been affected that you bless over them that you give them peace for their mourning and their sorrow that you help them oh God that you bless over each and every family who's been affected that you stop this that you'll stop all the violence that no one will be protected. No one, nowhere, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, no one will be affected. In Jesus' name, amen.
And I just gazed at him. I just kept staring like, Lord, why am I staring at this young boy? I mean, what's going on here? I, I don't understand it. And my brother and him, they were supposed to go to the movies together. For some reason, my brother didn't know. And later on that night, the grandmother came down. She said, Margaret, my grandchild was shot in the head. And I think he was about eight or nine. Oh, See, the bullets don't care how old you are. And then I, sometimes I find myself walking through the city and crack valves on the, on the ground. And then God gave me a sign that he wanted me to pray for the young women. Then he wanted me to, then Pastor, I mean, Pastor all call, and she said, I need you to pray for the youth of the nation. And also, I said, well, God, why do I always get stuck with the assignment of praying for young people, you know, and, it's, and he said, because you, you, you know. And then one day, I, I said, well, oh, we lost my brother, my brother, he's out here in the streets, he's selling drugs. I mean, what can I do? All I can do is pray. What can I do? All I can do is pray. And my father and mother, she's in another state. And my dad was like, I just give up. I said, how can you give up? I said, you can't. That's your child. You cannot give up. And I went in his room, and I sat on top of the bed. And underneath, and someone said, just check underneath the mattress. And I checked underneath the mattress, and there was a big gun underneath. I flipped. I lost my mind. We were not raised like that. I'm like, this is a lot for me, Lord. The burden is heavy. You know, and all I could do again was just pray. Okay? And, and there was times I would phone calls. I said, well, this is not my job. I ain't a mom. I'm a sister. And I would get these phone calls. Oh, well, your brother's locked up. And so God said, you know, all those things that you went through, all those things that you saw, all those things that you experienced, but what you did know to do was to just pray. Amen, amen. So I thank God today for the assignment of being able to pray for the youth. But I had to just say that, because to pray is one thing, but when you've seen it with your own eyes, crack cocaine, people just hanging out the windows with no clothes on because their mind is gone and I'm like God and I asked one young lady I said I said you, you know God loves you she said and I told her I said you know I love you she said yes I do and I said but you know you don't have to do this but I just thank God on Tuesday Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before your presence, Lord, and I lift these prayers up to your ears, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you say that you hear our prayers, Father God. Father God, you said that when there's two or more gathered together in your name, there will you be also, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I put every youth in this nation and your throne at your feet, Father God. Father God, I thank you because you are the God that sits high and looks low. And I glorify your name, Father God. Father God, I thank you for being an awesome God. I thank you, Lord, for keeping our children. I thank you, Lord, for covering them in the blood, Father God. Father God, you are a way maker, Father God. Father God, you are a deliverer, Father God. And Father God, I bless your holy name on this afternoon, Father God. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that we are all and our children that are still here alive in the land of the living, Father God. Father God, in 
the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus, Father God, from the crown of their head to the very sole of their feet, Father yes, God. Yes, that no weapon, no weapon, no weapon from the yes. of your prosper, Father God. Father God, I thank you because you're more than a conqueror, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you sweep through this nation like never before, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that's locked up in the jail. I use that's locked up in the jail. Father God, click, click, unlock the door, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you have called them, Father God. Father God, I ask that you give them another chance and another opportunity.
to the very pit of hell and yes. seal it yes. in the mighty name and blood of Jesus. Yes. And Father God, I thank you, Lord. And give them a new walk. Yes. Give them a new talk. Yes. And Father God, I bless you, Father God. Yes. Lord, we ask that you dispatch your heavenly archangel, Father God. On that left and that right shoulder, Father God. To fight that battle, seen as well as unseen. In the mighty name and blood of Jesus Christ, Father God. Father God, I thank you for your peace. Your peace that surpasses all our spirit, Father God. Peace to the left of the Lord. Peace to the right of the Lord. Peace when I move it throughout, Lord. And you be the breath that breathes with their nostrils. In the mighty name and blood of Jesus, Lord. And Father God, I thank you, Lord. Because I know that you've already done it. I give you all praise. I give you all honor. And I seal this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
the Lord says, I am the one that will receive your prodigal. They are coming to themselves. For those who are grieving the loss of a loved one in this season right now, the Lord says, you shall not grieve as those who have no hope. Don't be angry with me because I am taking care of your loved one right now. For those who are struggling with depression, you had to press in ways that no one ever even thought of to get here. The Lord says, well done. My good Right now, take it to the Lord. Put it on the wall and watch miracles, signs, and wonders come forth. These things I pray today in Jesus' holy name. And if you receive it, say,
so Daniel went before the Lord and he prayed. Mm -hmm. And a man coming in linen cloth came and he stood before Daniel and he said, Daniel, I'm going to paraphrase. The moment you set your heart mm -hmm. to understand it, the moment you humbled yourself before God, the moment you cried out understanding that it is my will that will be accomplished in my time, yes, yes, yes. is the moment I am ready to respond. Yes. And so today I want all of us to stand. We're not going to be watching you pray. We're going to be praying. You can ask for the nation and I'll give it to you. Ask for the nation. Ask for the nation, because we're living here in America, and we feel safe. We feel safe, because we think we can do so much that other countries can't do. But today, I want you to think, as the Lord plays on your heart, at least two countries that he wants you to cry out on behalf of. He said, ask for the nation, and I'll give it to you. And so, Father, we just give you thanks today. We come first, Lord, acknowledging you are. Yes. yes. We come recognizing, Father God, that you are King of Kings. Yes. That you are Lord of Lords. Yes. That you are the great I ask God. We come acknowledging, yes. Father God, that we need you. We need yes. you, Father. Oh, we need you. We need you, Father. We need you for the very breath that we breathe. We need you. We need you, Father God, to even understand what is happening like for our hearts to be burdened and to have compassion for others. We need you. And so, Father, we come this morning recognizing, Father God, that as you pray today, that you will pray through each of us today. You will pray your will and it will be done in the name of Jesus. You will pray your will and it will be accomplished in the name of Jesus. You will pray your will through each person of the here this morning. And it will be done in the name of Jesus. We confess, Lord God, that many times we have prayed. We have prayed our way. We confess that we are afraid about our family and our friends and the things that concern us. We confess that we have missed the mark, God. We have not been soldiers in active duty. We operate sometimes in a reserve. But today we come, Lord, crying out to you that we no longer, God, we want to be part of the group that is under the AWL. But we want to be part of the active duty of the We want to take on what you have called us to take on. And I'll give it to you. And so today, God, in the name of Jesus, we come and we ask for the nation. We ask for the different continents. We ask for the different countries. We ask for the different nation to come. We ask that you will come for the corner. We ask to come God, where people don't know you. We ask to come where there are other gods that are worship. We ask to come where there's violence, We ask to come for other children that are being trafficked. Where women have no voice. We ask you to come when men are losing their lives because they pray you are God. We ask you to come today in the name of Jesus. Father, come today. Ask and I will give the nation to you. Ask and I will give the nation to you. Ask and I will give the nation. So we ask for Africa. We ask for Asia. We ask for Europe. We ask for North America. We ask for South America. We ask for the Caribbean. We ask for we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that even as we speak, we see your hand over the nation. 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 Father, we ask today in the name of Jesus. Come forward, Father. 
have no sisters. I hope you guys change numbers. But we're here to pray together. So that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to lead. We're all going to pray together. Out loud, in your head, whatever you have to do. But we're here to pray together. Thank you.
speaker. And she said they're all soldiers in the army. Mm -hmm. And then she described the different categories of soldiers that we might be. And I want to say to you this morning, I'm not sure if she said this one, but it's another one that comes to mind, MIA. Missing in action. And we don't want to be soldiers who are missing in action. And we have heard of people like Nehemiah, the thief on the cross, Samson, people who pray. And the common thread in their prayer was, remember me. Nehemiah asked to be remembered for good. Samson asked, remember me this one time. He wanted to avenge his enemies. And the thief on the cross said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that's the prayer of all of us today. For God to remember us. Amen. we talk about the power of prayer. There is a power in prayer. And that power that is in prayer is not so much in the words that we say, but it's in the person who receives what we say. So when we think of the power of prayer, we're thinking of Jesus. And if we consider his greatness, his strength, his force, his might, his plans, good plans that he has for us, yes. then the power is embodied in Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. See, because when we pray, we take our eyes off our circumstances yes. and we turn them to the power yes. that is in us because we know that he is able to do exactly exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask for things. But it doesn't stop there. It stops with according to the power that is at work within us. So the power of prayer is embedded in Jesus. His might, his virtue, and will are the elements that create the substance of our request. Uh -huh. We speak about faith being the substance of things we hope for. They are all embodied in this, our big brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. So there is a power in prayer. But, but prayer takes a path. Jesus, the majestic one, receives the fragrance of our words. Mm. He soars our tears up in bottles and presents them to the Father who dispatches them to angels yes, to do his bidding. Yeah. Mm. So when we pray, when we embody, when we use, when we utilize that force, mm -hmm. that's the path that our words take. Mm -hmm. Then he sends the angels to do his bidding. Mm -hmm. And then there is a product in prayer. It gives us a dependency on God to do what is best. Mm -hmm. We have an expectancy 
knowing that God will answer. He says, call unto me and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. So when we come to him with expectancy, we have to know that he is going to answer and that he will show us great and mighty things that we don't know. Then there is another product of prayer. It gives us the knowledge of the vastness of God. Because when we realize that our little things that we face, they are so tiny, but we're calling on Jesus because we know that his might is vast and we can tap into it and get what we need. And then we have a gratitude for receiving our desires. So we, we think of the product when we are praying, who we are praying to, who has the power, the, the path that it takes, it, he, because the scripture says he makes intercessions for us. And because he is making intercessions for us, we expect that we will receive. Amen. Um, missing in action. Missing in action. Active duty. Absent without leave. We will not be any of those. But we will be actively praying. Like we did this morning. Making our requests known. Only because we have a relationship. We have a connection. With the power of prayer. Who is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good soldiers. Good soldiers. She also told us that soldiers get their armor on. So we have to remember that in the same way we will not walk in the street naked, we cannot leave our homes without getting dressed. Amen. So we put on that armor Amen. and we function in the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost. I think of a courtroom scene and the judge sits on the bed. When he pounds that gavel, mm -hmm. everyone comes to attention. Mm -hmm. When we cry out to the Heavenly Father, mm -hmm. when we cry out, Jesus intercedes for us. And God pounds the gavel, sending ministering spirits to do His bidding. Amen. So if we go to God with that mindset, we can also expect that he is going to come through and whatever he does is perfect. Can we believe that? Whatever he does is perfect. He says when we go through trials, after a while, after a while, he will establish, strengthen, settle, perfect us. We go with that expectancy because of the power that is in our prayer. At this time, if you will turn to your brochure, does everybody have one? In the meantime, that they're passing on the brochures, I would like to acknowledge everyone Every last person who is here this afternoon, give yourselves a hand.
back to the acknowledgement. Thank you so much for being a part of the vision of home. Together, we have bombarded heaven's throne. Because of your faithfulness, God is glorified as we seek to experience what he has in store for us. Expectancy. Please visit hopeathome.org and subscribe. Again, thank you and multiply blessings. Um, we want to give God thanks, first of all, for what he is doing. And as I look, as I look at everyone sitting here this morning, thank you. I remember that one of the visions of home is that we need a bigger place. And so, I just want you to look around, eyeball everybody, and by the time you invite one or two more to come to our annual retreat in July 4th, 5th, and 6th of the, um, 2019, um, you see we need room. So, um, we have that on the prayer wall, and we are speaking and expecting that God is making the, the provision. Yeah. Uh, about home. Home is a non-profit, faith-based online ministry to everyone, especially broken people who need restoration. Home presents Jesus as healer via online devotionals, group sessions in homes, churches, prisons, college campuses, shelters, among other venues. Life throws many curves, but God orchestrates our pathway, and we know that all things, all things, all things, all things, all things, all things. work together for good to those that love God. Romans 8.28 Our life experiences work cooperatively to bring about God's purposes for us. In St. John 5, we are reminded of a man who suffered with an illness for 38 years, and Jesus asked him if he wanted to be made whole. He did not grasp the concept of the question. Therefore, he gave his reason as to why his condition had not changed. Home seeks to address spiritual wholeness via the application of scriptures. Therefore, it is about the business of unveiling the mask that covers private hate. Um, I would like to acknowledge we have two others in our midst this morning. Uh, two gentlemen, um, one is Kurt Cameron, Miss Abbott's husband, and say his name, Miss um, Margaret's husband, say no, sir. And Nosa, um, Adiega. And we, we um, bless them for being here. Who knows what the Lord will do? Who knows what the Lord will do? Maybe they will get a little bit sad that they also want to have, uh, you know, uh, men's gathering. Uh, so, God be praised. Uh, at present, we have the ministry. I have some. 
Avid Bible Study Ladies here. Um, every Monday we meet at 10 right here. And raise your hand, my Bible Study group. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I thank God. Because, you know what, when we started, I started with two people and myself. And none of the two are here um, this morning, you know, for other reasons. But um, look at what God is doing. And I can only say, thank you, Lord. I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to keep it together. But, um, yes. But God is good. I have people coming out of Dallas.
we went down to the sorrow pool. With our stash, and we donated that in the name of home. So we are donating that. So feel free to donate. Um, in 2019, we will be doing the nursing home visits and also praying in schools. So we're reaching out. And um, of course, Prayer breakfast. This is the first one. So, okay. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we will uh, continue. Um, to be announced, we are going to also have a prayer breakfast in Dallas. And Miss uh, Ava and Kirk will tell us more about that. And and tomorrow. Okay. And um, and then there is the then there is the annual women's retreat. We have that every July. And believe me, God shows up. God shows up. When you visit the, the website, you will be able to see some of the pictures. You won't be able to enjoy you know what we enjoy, but but um, in 2019 you will. Because I believe it, that it will be a part yeah, of it. And that is yeah. annually in July, around about um, the Independence Day. Okay. Now, our projections is that we will have an online Bible Institute. Um, that's in the making. It, it's, uh, you know, it's in the planning stages. You will hear more about that. Because as ambassadors, we have to be equipped so that we can tell others that we can bring some more people into the kingdom because we have to bombard the throne for our nation. So as we proceed with the Online Bible Institute, that's a way of growing up. As 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us, study to show ourselves approved. Um, ambition kills Caesar, they say. But, because <laughs> I think about a radio segment, um, yes, yes, the Lord spoke that to me, and He will make it happen. So that's one of our projections. And then we plan to visit um, colleges, orphanages, prisons, shelters. So that's our vision. On the back it says, our vision is to see lives transformed. And we can't do that if we're MIA. We can't do that if we stay in the front You know, we have to go out. So our vision is to see lives transformed. That each one, each of us here, will reach one with a message of the power of Christ to restore beautiful ashes and to give the oil of joy instead of sadness. The restoration process will be evidenced by our seizing opportunities to share the good news. That's what we're here for, to share the good news. And for those who are not saved, we offer an invitation to salvation. But remember, please, visit the website and subscribe. When you subscribe, it simply means that every month when there is a new devotional, your phone, you will get an email, some kind of notice, telling you there is a new devotional. So by midnight tonight, the, the other one will be 
post it because I usually try to get the deadline of the first of each month. Mm. So, um, mm -hmm. if I remember anything else, I'll come up. But I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from our cameraman. Oh. <laughs> our greeter, our encouragers, my Lord. Uh, it is. Look, you have to go, so I won't have enough time to really tell you what each of these ladies that come to um, the, the Bible study on Mondays that Sister Rosemary is hiding back there. She's usually, usually shy. But, um, but you know, God is good. And there's Miss Renee. These, um, all the printed materials, she always comes by Say, um, where do you want me to meet you? Because she gives a, a discount on her um, thing. So God be praised. Yeah. God be praised. Yeah. Take it over. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, Dr. Jenny. We are quickly closing, but we have two more door prizes. So we have to give them to you and gifts because you're not going to leave here empty-handed. So... Will you please pull two names? You can shuffle them, please. Shuffle so they can see. We have a car dealer here. Okay, I'm a car in the middle. Uh oh. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. <laughs> Beverly Thompson. So these little jars were created especially for you ladies. It's uh, some people from out of town, and um, God said that they get uh, a special kind of jar. Some ladies that's, um, uh, on Mondays, they already have jars. <laughs> and so you guys can get one. You can get what, what we're going to do. Um, out of town people play. I got one of the trees. I'm out of the house. Thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm pastor. Those two ladies there. Pastor and the other lady to the back. What's your name? These two ladies are over here. These two. You can get some help. Yes, you can. These two ladies here. All right, here. Yes. And now everyone, everyone gets a prayer jar. And if you have one, um, 
Everybody else can get a small one. Uh, but it's little prayers in there. You don't have to think. You just pull your prayer. When, when that when that person on the work get on your nerves, you can just pull a prayer and start praying. You don't have to think. <laughs> and this is for the gentleman back there. Uh, that gentleman back there. That's, yes, that's for that gentleman back there. Men pray too. They like jars too. You know. So uh, the little ones. Oh, thank you. The little ones are for everybody. If you got a big one, you don't get a little one. But everybody else. So I, and so if you just open them up, you can see just pull the prayers. Like picking pick a piece of candy. You know. It's scriptural sound. But if you look at the, the name of the ministry, it's Lift Every Head Ministry. And it says, uh, you're my shield and the lifter of my head. And so... Oh, and Pastor, uh, Doctor, or uh, Vice President, I have a donation for this ministry. Uh, do you have a cash card? Or how do I write my check? Do I have to write a check? I can write a check. But if, if anybody wants to give, uh, please put it on the. Here's a, some. This is for me. I, you know, they have to get their own, but I'm going to get this blessing. I'm sowing in this. For real. So if you have a gift that you want to give to this ministry, she's passing out envelopes at this time. Just put them up on the counter and the, and the doctor will take care of it. But I'll write my uh, check. Thank you. But you need a cash app. Come on up to date. You can get a gift off of that. You need a cash app. You just put the little number in. It's a little... Yeah. So, so you guys be blessed. Thank you so much on behalf of Ask God Ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Again, we're just using this as a little altar up there, I guess, because we ain't got no basket. Oh, oh, we can use this basket. Yeah. So you can put this. This, this would be the basket. Y'all can drop it in. And I'm going to write my check. And I'm finished. So thank you again. I'm I'm so honored to be a part of this ministry. God gave me this ministry because I needed it. And, and, I, and I think I'm a blessing. Well, I know I am. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So I came to bless them, but I sure need these women. They love me, too, even as different as I am. I
So, um, Father God, bless the ones who did. 